Okay, here we are, back on the porch. Living the American dream. Beautiful one day, day at a time. It is. It's, uh, the heat wave is gone. Apparently, I'm still being beckoned. Yes. The heat has been broken. Uh, there is no rain. The chairs have been sat in. The electronics have been plugged in. We were just talking about technology and how far we've come in our lifetime. And how the further we come, the harder it seems to get. We have more options, that's for sure. Uh, I do remember working with uh, young James. I was much older, of course. Um, young James and young Richard um, at uh, Morton West High School on the IBM card reader initially. You had to have the IBM cards with your old pencil. That was, a Hewlett, that was a Hewlett-Packard. Yes. yes. Right, yeah. And then we went to the trash 80s, TRS 80s from yes. Radio Shack. And uh, Rich would write out all these character strings because he had this cheerleader program. Yes. And somehow I had this. And again, this is all done. I want to say we were juniors when I was doing this because yeah. I went from being a carpenter to being on this uh, college track. And Rich would just give me these sheets with all these character strings typed out, like to make this cheerleader do her thing. And I literally would sit in this class. I had a class of data processing <laughs> the entire hour typing it in. The, the class is going on. And I'm just working there, and the teacher comes over and goes, what are you doing? And I just said, and I didn't know what I was doing, really. I just said what Rich told me. You're typing in character strings to make this program work. He goes, you're doing programming? Yes, sir, I am. Well, just keep doing that. There's nothing in this class that we could teach you. And it got an A. I literally had my back turned to the class, <laughs> just typing stuff in. And you know what? I'm still typing stuff in all these years later, basic is basic. I work in Visual Basic for applications. It's still basic. Four, four next loops, all that. That's all I do all day. It's perfect. Yeah. So well, everything I learned, also, I learned when I was 16. We so. also got the uh, that Apple II in the math Apple lab. Camp. Oh, I was not in never the math lab. I never got that. to see something like that. We had to get to school extra early or stay late to use that one because the teachers got to use that one during the day. Wow, you guys are cutting edge. It no, was, I, uh, It was pretty amazing. But, yeah, I had shoeboxes full of those cards for programming. And that. you had to have them in numerical order. And you would wait till the dorks would be in the hallway, like counting their cards and sorting them. They give them a push, and all you'd see is these IBM cards raining down the stairwell. <laughs> Program. That's, that's horrible, Mark. Why would you do that? I would not do that. I've seen it done. Uh, when I counted my cards and put them in order, I was like hiding in a locker. So I did not want to do that. These guys would do it between classes, and that's like. Well, I remember um, we had the uh, one of the first math contests at our school we hosted, and I had written a Othello program. Remember Othello with the black and white chips? Yes. So I yes. wrote one for the TRS-80, and it had the unusual feature. Now, I did not put this in. I think yeah. I developed the first artificial intelligence. Yeah. It would cheat if it was losing. It would take an extra turn. Nice. And people are going, what the heck? Why is it, why is it taking two turns in a row? I go, were you winning? Yes. Well, there you go. It's a very... Advantage goes to the house, apparently. And this is these are computers that have 4K of RAM. Yeah, and, and, and kids, uh, for all you young whippersnappers out there, how did you get the 4K, Jim? 90-minute cassette tape. Yes, that's, that's what a storage media. Four, right, 4K on 90 minutes no, of no, no, tape. No, 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 no. Yes. Could put, you could put more than 4K on. I, I think the number was four. No, because we had 10-minute tapes that would would be we'd be able to dump the whole thing too. You could put multiple programs on a ninety minute tape. 
you have to use the tape counter to tell where your program was. Oh, I see. I just use one tape for the yeah. whole thing. I never yeah. would. It would, it would not more. take 90 minutes to stay okay. the program. Well, I, I stand corrected there. It would take minutes, though. Revenge I mean, of the Nerds. A minute, maybe. Yeah, and, oh, no, better yet. When, you're, when you backed it up on that tape and then the tape would break. Ah, good times were had by all. Goodbye, program. Goodbye, everything. And you're standing there with all this loose tape. So that's why you would use the metal uh, cassette tapes. Like there was metal tape instead of Oh, they had tape. special computer tapes that were leaderless because you couldn't, if you started to do it on the leader, the, right. the tape recorder didn't know it was a head leader on it. Right. So now, you had to get the leaderless so tapes. It, it, yeah, all you kids out there with your little phones and tablets and pens that store one gig. We're talking about K here, people. Not K is, you know, like thousand, like, yeah, 1,028 or whatever it is. Yeah, four. Programs are written in 4K, and that was huge. That was a huge amount of data. Well, and the the Apple II, that had 16K, but not all of it was available. You had maybe like 8K that was available. And this is all we had as we graduated in 1982. That's what we had to go State forward of the with. That's, right. And you would go to the North Riverside Mall and hang out at the Radio Shack thing. And I remember they had this Elsa Artificial Intelligence program. And they wanted to say it was like 100 bucks. Like in the 80s, you could get a car for 200. This software <laughs> that was 100. And you're like, no way, man. You know, no way. An album was like eight bucks. You go to a concert or buy the album, they were both eight dollars. So you imagine going to a concert for eight bucks now? Yeah. You can't even pay per view a concert for eight No, for and, eight and so then, yeah, I got to college. Computers still didn't exist. Uh, I think I had, I know I had one, one. I would I would just call it an intro to desktop computing. One hour of they had a whole lab with computers. I got to sit in front of one for a personal computer for an hour by my senior year of college in 1986. One hour. They had you know they had the mainframes or whatever the Cobalt right. processors or whatever. In one hour, and I get to my first job, and of course my boss goes, "You know a lot about the computers, right?" Oh yeah, come on, who doesn't? old man i had no idea because then even in the 80s a, a desktop computer what three grand so it was well, not one of the ibm pcs which were just starting to come out right yeah, because that, there was no clone then yeah. my first computer when i and i got this right before i was going to college was a commodore 64 yeah that 64k of ram but 16K was the operating system. And it was so all on the keyboard. I remember it that. It was one. all on the one unit keyboard. You had a display. It was 20, 25 lines by 40 characters. You yeah. had eight, no, seven colors. There wasn't eight colors. There were seven really? colors. How they do that? Well, there are seven colors in a rainbow, but yeah. Well, I don't know, but that's how they did. And for the graphics, Just you know, you had graphics characters like on a TRS-80, but you could do curved lines instead of just the blocks. It was, it was pretty amazing. I yep. could get that thing to do a lot of stuff. And I actually was able to pay for part of my school by writing programs on the Commodore wow. 64. There was ma computer magazines back then where you would buy the magazine, type in the program by hand. There was no right. download right. from the internet. Yeah, there you saw no it. Yeah, look at the paper and type it in. Yeah. Yeah. And if you made a mistake, that was it. So yeah, you had to find it, right? You had to go they line actually by line. came up with a program. Someone wrote a program that would have a checksum at the end of the line. So as you typed in the lines, it would give you yeah. a number. And if that number didn't match what was in the magazine, you had a typo. So yeah. you could find it. So at least easily. to help you, yeah. So the the big one, I wrote a solitaire game. Wow. And it was one where you could bet on the, on the cards and how many cards you got back. Sold that to compute. 
Computes Gazette. They yeah. put it in a book of computer games. Wow. First royalty check I got, 1000 bucks. Look at you. I was excited because I got paid like 300 bucks for the program. That's amazing. It was. It was. And I splurged all on a printer. I got a Daisy Wheel printer. <laughs> do you remember Daisy Wheel printers? I do. Louder than a typewriter. Yes. They were. And then you'd be on green bar with the papers on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, you had to pin feed. Hey, look, it's like, my roommate. He's going to work with uh, Ruffles Potato Chips. He's got Breakfast of Champions. That's, that's yeah, what you buddy. drive around with that? Or yeah. oh, is that for your, your customers? Yeah. yeah. I just throw them off my motorcycle. <laughs> oh, I thought you were out doing down. the Uber thing. Huh? No, it's not raining. You're not doing Uber. Sorry. No, he only goes out you know, yeah. when he's incentivized. That, that's the truism of America, people. I only work when there's tons of money. Probably everyone on the podcast is going to not hear what he's saying because he's not even close to the microphone. That's okay. It, we'll just assume that it was something very wise. He's a very wise man. No, and then I remembered uh, my, uh, in 1989, 1990, I was working at this bank. And to that point, we had only had Amber monitors. I was under, as a financial analyst. And then they came out with the gray screen monitors that were easier on your eyes. And man, it was revolutionary. Gray or green? Gray. So it, it was green, gr- green and uh, amber. Amber and green were the two colors that were available in a, as a display color. And then they came out with gray. And it was like, oh, oh, look at that. See, now my so Commodore 64 easier. had a color monitor. Yeah, but Actually, this was. It didn't have a color monitor. If you hooked it up to a television. Right. Through a little antenna hookup. So that's what I first had was like the TV Yeah, hookup. no, and I just remember Amber. And then it was obviously going from five and a quarter inch drives to three and a half hard disk. And you're like, oh, baby, look at this. Two yeah, point. The, the hard uh, case. It was still yeah, floppy two, inside. Yeah, two meg, you know, whatever. Yeah, because the floppy was 660 on a side. So they were single sided. Double-sided to 1.2. The hard ones went to 2.4, I think. It was 2.3, 2.4. And you were just like, oh. And then right around this time, there was a, a zip drive. Oh, yeah. I had them. Yes. And I'm telling you guys, I had like 50 zip disks here to store all these images. I was starting to do image work. And I had 50 of those drives and a disk. And all my and each one was like 10 bucks. And oh, my God. And you could store I want to say it was 10K or something on those. Yeah, it was five. Or was it 100K? Maybe it was 100K. It was, yeah, it was like 50 that's, times. That's kilobytes, disc- boys and girls. Not gigabytes, not Yeah, megabytes. not meg. Kilobytes. K, yeah. No, it was 10. I bet it was 10 meg. I bet those zip disks were, I think they were 10, 100. Maybe they were 100 meg. Because it would have been 50. Yeah, it was 50 floppy disks was the count. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I remember those. Cause and then, oh, and here's the better part. Loading software. As a guy who loaded Windows, oh, I don't know, several hundred times in his life, 24 diskettes. Yes. And, oh, heaven help you on number 18, if there's a little bit of the hitch in the giddy-up, you don't get to 19, and, you know, the whole thing crashes. How do you get one diskette fixed? You literally could take it to a place, they take the case apart, and, I don't know what, free up the, the, the disk inside, whatever. Clean it, it was it crazy. Yeah, and then we read some, try, you know, love the try it now like they don't know if it's gonna work they nobody has any idea if anything works oh i remember uh one of my floppies on my commodore on my commodore 64 went bad and they had a commodore 64 at the math apple lab and the guy had this program it would look at the disc bite by bite and it would look at the directory and he said oh here's the directory block that's bad yeah 
and this is what it should be, he could rewrite that one byte on the disk yeah, to and then re, the disk to, work. To remove it, yeah. No, I took a it class in that. There was a software pattern. I'm trying to think of what it was. It was like Disk Doctor or something. Yeah. I had a three-hour class, and it would, yeah, do the same thing. It would refrag and refrag, you know, your... your oh, right. defragment. Right, your hard drive would crazy. get fragmented, and then you would defrag it, and the same thing. They would look for hot... Um, um, pixels, I guess, are hot, hot yeah, bytes yeah. that you couldn't write to anymore, and it would just put an X on that byte and move to the next one, so your data would not get hung up in this. And anyway, all sorts of stuff like compacting, uncompacting, and oh do, my god! Uh, do you remember when the CD-ROM first came out? I remember them saying they had writable CD-ROMs. Yeah, they said you will never fill this up. It's got <laughs> enough memory on it to hold an entire encyclopedia yeah you could store documents on here every hour every day and you'll never fill this thing up yeah and uh they filled so, them up pretty so, quick so when those came out i was dating the fair dr alice and uh i I'd, I'd laid a whole bunch of wonderful gifts on her like bicycles whatever all this stuff and i guess she was not enormously huge on reciprocity on that but whatever she said well find yourself something nice and i got a cd burner that ran on SCSI. I had to have a SCSI card, a CSI card, put into my desktop computer that was hand-built by Rich. Rich built me this. Jim's brother, Rich, built me a computer called the Mark One or Mark IV or something. <laughs> and we had to put the SCSI card in, special connector, because it was high speed. And then you would connect, you know, big, big honk and, you know, 65 pin you know connector and six hundred dollars for this writer and it would write a burn a cd-rom and you get the rewritable ones and again yeah it was 720 meg on that so again you're talking about 100 meg was the zip drive right this was seven of those in one cd-rom that you could probably buy it was like a dollar i think three dollars for rewritable and like a dollar for writable and you do you know why it's the CD-ROM is the size that it is. I do not. So the guy in Japan who invented the CD-ROM, he invented it to re, to store music. Okay. So he wanted to be able to put enough, have it big enough to put his favorite symphony on the, C, oh. on the CD-ROM. So it had to have 80 minutes worth of music or whatever. Yeah, much 70, music it was. yeah it was it like had 79 to have that much music. minutes of music. So that's wow. why we have it that size. Wow. He could have gone a little bit higher, could have gone a little bit lower. But Good thing it wasn't the punk it's rock and said, you know, I'll make the <laughs> CD-ROM like 42 seconds. Wow, that's cool. No, I uh, and we had all that technology, and then as it goes, like we just had a technology drive here uh, last weekend. Load up your trunk with all the crap that you never use anymore, and that's where I'm sure all the zip drives went, all the zip reader, that CD-ROM burner, all that went in there because now they don't even, you know, a CD-ROM is an attachment on a laptop. It's not even standard operating anymore, and uh, and they don't even you know what it is. My new computer's got a CD-ROM drive. Well, mine does not. Well, your right desktop don't. Like yeah. laptops don't have CD-ROMs. No, anymore. laptops don't. That's too. And then you just download. But you just download the the dongle to get your software. You don't need a. You used to get a program on a CD-ROM, and it would be like open the case. Yeah. No, everything's there. everything's downloaded over yeah. the internet. If you don't have internet, you're screwed. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I guess you could buy some programs still on CD-ROM. Uh, these they still sell them, I think. But why when you when you can just download it, whatever? Like Quicken now, I use Quicken, yeah. Yeah, which I'm not very yeah, happy with. Me too. But you can't get the, the the CDs anymore. You have to go to the website and you have a license, and you, they tell you what you can buy. Yeah. And then so after CD-ROMs, um, 
Then we went, well, the hard drives. I mean, uh, getting the first yes. hard drives inside the computer was a game changer because before you had to boot your computer off your floppy. Yep. You, so put, you put a, a disk floppy in the drive, e drive. In, and yep. that would load your DOS operating system. Right. That would get the whole game. And going. along with Windows came the hard drive where the operating system was already installed in the computer. You turn yes. it on and it would load from the hard drive. And those first hard drives, like 10 megabytes. Oh, yeah. And I actually worked with these into the 2000s. Uh, I worked at this hospital, uh, Ingalls, down the south side, and we had this graveyard of dead computers. And we would have, because the hospitals wouldn't upgrade any software. So we had some kind of hema, hema something, blood, you know, whatever, blood department, had something that ran off diskettes on a Windows 3 machine. We are building, you know, in a, in a time when there was like Windows 7, we're building Windows 3 desktops. And you need a Bigfoot hard drive. This Bigfoot, it literally looked like a Bigfoot. I mean, that's why they call it Bigfoot. And it bolted to the bottom of the, the thing. So I remember going into the graveyard, <laughs> looking at a machine. Is this window? Yeah, it's window. You crack it open. Okay, you got to unscrew this hard drive, have to format it, and then stick it into the new machine. You take all day to build a Windows 3 machine because they can't run blood tests. And you had to have like a backup machine in case that one died yeah. so they could actually do... Because, you know, to, to get new software would cost like $2,000, say, to fix that problem. And they don't have $2,000. So you're running something that's yeah, like 15 nowadays, years old. Yeah, nowadays, hospitals got tons of money. My well, next, most should, yeah. My next computer I got, I stuck with a Commodore. I got an Amiga 500. I don't know if you remember these computers. Yeah. They were color, too. They were, again, all-in-one keyboard things. But the hard drive was an extension on the side that you would slide in, mm -hmm. and that was the hard drive. My first hard drive on Amiga, I think, was 500 megabytes. Wow. If I remember correctly. I remember that. I was, it was at the house in uh, Elmhurst. Because I and remember that, the, that the drive would snap out of that little connector would come off, and your hard drive just went away. Like, yeah. what the hell just happened yeah. here? And it would still connect to the old Commodore 64 tape drive yeah. if you wanted to. Uh, but the Commodore, yes, the Commodore 64 came with a tape drive. It did come with a floppy drive you could attach. The, the, back then, those, those floppy drives cost almost as much as a computer because they had a computer in them. Yeah. And you could put two of them. Commodore was one of the first ones. You could put two of those things together. I just, boy, do you think it was, in a certain way, I think, and maybe because the numbers were smaller and everything was more, it was cultish in that you were either a computer geek or you were not, and most were not. So most people like would go, computer, what's that? Oh, that's never going to come take my job. And now computers are everywhere driving absolutely everything, and no one can service any of it. You throw it out. And I think back then, you maybe it was a little stronger build. Like things, you know, they would say, we're going to build this. It's going to last five years. Oh. And now you build something. It's like, I hope it makes it to Friday. You know, it's Wednesday. I'm like, <laughs> hope it makes it to Friday. Out the door it goes. I and my Commodore 64 set up in my basement. It still works. Yeah. The car monitor is there. I, it turns on. That thing is 30-some years old. Yeah. And that computer still works. I I, I still have my Amiga 500. I'm going to get that out and check that out. Yeah, I still I, uh, have my Windows 3 laptop. It was, a, it was, it was like a $500 laptop, which was really inexpensive back at that time. It did not have a built-in floppy drive. It came with an external floppy right. drive, the 3.5-inch. It was a black-and-white display. It was like eight or nine inches, yeah. and it had a little trackball instead of a mouse pad. Wow. And I wrote my first veterinary software on that thing. Wow. And I took that with me on my house calls. And it, when I came home, it had a docking station. I could slide it in, 
And then I got the color monitor. I got the mouse. I got the four When I was working, keyboard. my first job out of college at this bank, when they made me the financial analyst, I remember accountants coming in, Crow Chiswick, I think they were out in Oakbrook. They're still there. And the guy had a portable... Uh, the laptop didn't exist, so it was just a portable computer that had a handle. You could take it with you. And, man, you're like, you can move it? You know, it, it, it weighs less than 100 pounds, and you can actually lug this thing and had this little tiny, like, it was a square, and the, the front end kicked down, right. and you had, like, <laughs> I was at a four-inch screen. No, it was bigger than that, but it seemed, like, really No, tiny. it was on the top of the, because it was yeah. the front end. It had a little keyboard, but and then it had like this little screen. screen. Yeah, yeah but, well, no, but it had to be seven inches wide. This thing was small, and, oh, oh yeah, 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 look, I could see the numbers. Oh, man, he could take it with him. So you didn't have to, you know, why do you yeah, transport the keyboard the stuff was, was strapped onto the front neck. Flipped, yeah. The cover was the keyboard. Yeah, and you're like, oh, my God. And, and like, that is so cool. Price. And that was, like, so cool. And you're like, oh, my God. And then, yeah. But I went, the best, the best computer store I have, um, I rode my bicycle across America. And I was no longer a financial analyst. I didn't know what I was. I was just a guy with a bicycle. And I get called, uh, Robert Half, uh, temp agency. Um, says they have a job for me out in St. Charles as a uh, Excel guy. And the guy says, well, yeah, they've got a program. You know, they use Visual Basic for applications. Of course, you know all about that, right? Of course I do. <laughs> I don't even own a computer at this time. And I had a day. I went to whatever, Crocs and Brentano and bought a VBA programmer's guide, dummies guide, the yellow book, you know, VBA programming for dummies. Yeah. And I went to Dan's house. And in an hour, I just went through the first lesson, like how to get into the code. And I go, well, I can show the boss that, and maybe he won't know any more than that. And they'll go, okay, you're all good. I, but I said, heaven help me if the guy, because they had a program, right? And they wanted me to fix it. And I said, if this, the creator of that program is there, they're going to know instantly I have no clue. And I get out to this job. The guy says, you know, he's ultra high management. He said, okay, so you're going to be here in this corner. Tell you what, we're going to give you a, uh, you know, it's like a Wednesday. Uh, we'll give it to you the end of the week to, you know, get situated, and then we'll start our programming on Monday. Okay. So he let me alone with the program and my Visual Basic for Dummies guide <laughs> in a corner, left me alone for three days, and by Friday night, I knew what I was doing. I took the thing apart. I broke it a bunch of times, but I knew I had a working version, so I just made a copy. And I'd break it, fix it, break it. What happens if I take that line in? What happens if I put that line in? I was a three-day boot camp, and then I was I was what I am now. Just now, was this was the Visual Basic with the little forms, and you'd put the controls on the screen? or was Pretty this, much, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a form, right? I just do, But now I'm just doing straight code. I still do form design. But this is just, yeah, it's Visual Basic. So same thing, four next loops, everything we learned in high school. Oh, yeah. Just a little, you know, little window dressing for Microsoft, because now you're controlling... Like in Excel, you control cells, and if you're into Word, it's paragraphs, and if it's uh, PowerPoint, it's slides, and if it's Access, it's fields and tables. So, and they all talk to each other. They all you, so you can go from Excel right to. Oh gosh, yeah, Access I remember. Yeah. Basic was the first thing we learned, and that's when we we're doing on those cards on the HP. Yeah. Of course, every computer had their own version of Basic, so you had right. to learn the different. Because basic was actually things. yeah, it was copyrighted, so you had to come up with your own little. Then um, Microsoft came out with a thing called Quick Basic, which was run on all the IBM machines. Right. 
And that was kind of nice, but then the Visual Basic was the next step up because they came out with the graphical user interface, the GUI interface. Right, that was the Windows. That was the, the Windows whole concept. Thing. So they needed a way for people to create applications that look like that, and that's that's where that came from. And it's just, um, oh, here's our first train of the day. Yep. Oh, and it's a quick one. Stay with us, folks. Don't leave. We're back. Yeah. So nowadays, now I'm getting back into programming. I, I was... I would say there was a 10-year period after Visual Basic 6 that I stopped using it. Now it's all Visual Studio. I'm using C Sharp. Yeah, there's all programming techniques that are just crazy. Just like English people, I, I barely speak English, so I only speak Visual Basic for applications. I don't do yeah. anything else. I'm a one-trick pony, but I'm pretty good at the one trick. So Right. There and there's is. people that they have these legacy systems that depend on... Yeah. Um, Excel and VBA. Right, because most of these offices the I work in are knows Excel how to use only. No. Yeah. Like, yeah, this client I have right now, I have a new client. Nobody really has any Excel experience. They're using Google Pages. So, like, what's a button? What's a, what's a cell? And you're like, whoa, what a fertile feeding ground this is going to be. You know, can you change the color? Yes, I can. Oh, that's so nice. I like color. That's just cool. And, you know, you think about where we started and where we're at now. It's like I've gone out and then I've come back. And it's like now I'm teaching people, this is a cell. This is color. Let me color in my uh, skin, you know, my, my uh, IBM card, put it in the card reader. We're going all the way back. Oh, like you said, it was so expensive to upgrade back then. Oh, yeah. And things worked. They, the software worked. Things did not well, work. Yeah, imagine having something like a car now that was built to last 50 years. Which is the original Fords? Those are you know like the Model A, Model T, and all that. They were not built with obsolescence yeah, with, in mind. You know, five, three, four, four year life. Right, and now these computers, there's no reason to build anything that's got more than a two year shelf life because everything keeps evolving. Yeah. But the problem is, is that you, with the evolution, nobody gets to know. Like well, I hear in neighborhoods, we grew up in Stickney. We knew all our neighbors. Nobody was leaving. Now. Your neighbors are leaving every six months. So do you put forth the effort to know uh, your neighbor? Because they're going to be leaving in six months. So you're constantly learning. The neighborhood is constantly changing. There's constantly upgrades to every every system. And I don't know if that's necessarily better. It's just change. It's change. It's not change for the better. Just change. No one sinks roots, electronically or otherwise. Yeah. So... So now we're running the podcast off my, I used to run it off my laptop, and I have an issue. Right. So now I bring my, my desktop computer over, because uh, Mark does not live next door to me. It would be so much easier if you did. <laughs> oh, well, you know. <laughs> Is that so, an offer, Jim? Do you want so, me to leave? I'll so I spent an hour last night setting up the whole system, our two cameras, our microphones, my little stream deck, the sound system. Everything's going into it. I got it all set. Everything's ready to go. I go, all I got to do is plug everything in. It's going to work. Plug and I get pray. here. I plug everything in. You prayed, and the prayers were not answered. It didn't work. And you think about all the hours and years that we've spent with this technology, and when something like that happens, we're back to square one. Yeah. What could it possibly be? It's like there's no, because they are loosely consistent, there's no exact way you go, that happens, oh, it's always this. That doesn't, you have to be flexible because it could be anything. And so the other week, my laptop, my trusted old laptop that I use forever, it's like seven years old, um, it, uh, I left it unplugged, so it, all, it ran all the way to zero. I plug it back in, you know, it's a little crazy, because your screen is black, you're like, what causes this, what causes this, oh yeah, the plug fell out, okay. So I plug it in, it starts to boot up, 
and the whole screen goes black. <laughs> and I'm like, no, because I got to log in. I got work. I got all my all my stuff is on there. You know, do you back it up? Oh, no, you don't back it up. I'm going to be a good user. Well, it turns out that there's something in the software that instead of it like just doing a quick blackout and coming up, it now takes like a minute of total blackness. And it's still running. But you can't hear the engine. Your hands are on the laptop. You don't hear it humming. And you swear it's turned off. And all of a sudden, boop, it just pops up and everything's fine. Oh, yeah. I have no idea why it's causing that. I've been on it every day of my life. I have no idea what's going on. I'm totally clueless. Uh, the computers used to make all those lovely noises so you know things are going to look Yeah, the thing to me, I want two clicks and put a third one and then it'll come up. And Oh, gosh. You have no idea. Do you remember the modems? Yeah. And then when you're on the modem, getting online, nobody can call you because you're using, nobody had cell phones. And you would either be on the phone or you'd be on the internet. And if you had call waiting, it would totally screw up your connection. Yes. And call waiting, yeah, it was extra money. So, of course, Bohemians, what? $5 a month? What? No. Not going to pay it. And the fastest you could get, boys and girls, 56 kilobits per second. Not bytes, kilobits per second. Yes. That was the fastest you, you could, could get You could almost see the ones and zeros in the air. It was if that you wanted to, slow. Uh, if you had a web page with a picture on it, you would see the lines of the picture come yeah. in line by line. Yeah. Because there's none of those placeholders. I remember we on. had it here at the house. I want to say... I bought the house in 99. This would have been like 2000, 2001. Dan, Mark Dreyer, and I hooked up a modem here. Four hours. And I'm, my line at the time was, how much firepower do we have in this room? And we can't get the modem to turn on. You know, because I was like, I want to start posting stuff on eBay. I had to up back then you had to upload the pictures to your own website like a storage place on a website, and then you would send the link to oh uh, eBay because they didn't have storage. Now they have storage and they wipe it out or whatever. But the first when eBay first got cranked up, you had to store it somewhere, either on your computer and never turn your computer off, and then send the link to that. But I would I would post it onto a website, so I had to have storage out on the cloud somewhere, and then link to it and build it a link. Called the cloud back then, though. No. no, no, it was not a cloud. It was cloudy. It was a uh, surface. It was almost on the ground. That's how unlofty it was it was not not cloud based and yeah so we had like i don't know 12 years of college sitting in a room trying to get a modem to connect to <laughs> a computer it was unbelievable and now and nobody would put up with that if oh. this doesn't connect automatically my, you're like take it back it's my broken. first modem for my commodore 64 train coming oh yeah oh is this a freight one sounds like oh uh, no commodore's passenger well I don't know. People might be hearing us okay, but because these yeah. microphones can probably block out some of that. Well, that's why we just moved it's closer. It's pretty bad on my monitor. There you go. Oh, we're good. All better now. Yeah. So, 300 bits per second. Yeah. And it had a 1,200 bit per second mode that I could get it on. So, you there was a connection where you could... You could do your... I was taking a programming class. You had to yeah. connect to the mainframe, and I could connect my right. Commodore 64 as a terminal. But on weekends... There's a limited number of dial-in connections. Right. If you, you disconnected, yeah. you might have to wait six, eight hours to connect in. So they had this log program that you could run that would run the, the daily log and print it out. So if I had to go to lunch, i just run the log. It would keep me connected because if you didn't do anything for like 10 minutes, right. it would break right. you off automatically. Out, yeah. So it was just doing this automatically. And i come back from lunch and it'd be, oh, that's back down to June now or whatever. And then, uh, then I could sign back into my account and, and continue with my programming. I th I just think the time. That's the other thing because obviously with more speed, more 
storage, more everything. We can do more faster. But the hours that used to be committed to this kind of stuff, connecting, staying yeah. connected, getting to a place where we get the internet, you know, uh, how long does it take to download a page? And it was just all these things in our head. And then when it gets faster, you don't think about it at all. Like you, the first time you do something really like uh, first time there was a uh, Wi-Fi, right? You never thought about a modem again. You never went, oh, hey, modem. Oh no, man, Wi-Fi. Woo! And you don't even think about, and the speeds are so like 10x, 100x what it used to be. And we were okay with the 56K. <laughs> That's oh, all you had. I remember when my brother first connected uh, my parents' computer up to the internet and watching those web pages load, I go, this is going so slow. Because it was probably a fourteen four hundred yeah. kilobits yeah, 14, per right. second modem back then. Um, I think it was through America Online. But that was an old, old yeah, there you go. And like the web page, the text would come up, and then these pictures would take forever to look. Any graphics yeah. on the page would slow it down. Yeah. And there was maybe hundred websites then. You know, yeah. four oh, yeah. big companies had them, but there wasn't that many web commercial websites out there. Oh, well, if we're man. talking about that, I was working at Sanford Inc. They had a website. This is early, uh, late late nineties, and the story there was obviously nobody had web uh, web czars or whatever you know webmasters then. Webmaster, <laughs> yeah, they were called a webmaster. <laughs> nobody had one, and so like literally, they're probably like whatever a hundred in Chicago. So if you wanted a website, you had to go and bow down to the great gods, right? And so Sanford had a website with colors, uh-huh. you know, with links to, you know, you want to work here, look at us, we make pens, whatever. And the story, the scuttlebutt on the back end, because I was in IT, uh, I was brought in as a, as a accountant, an account receivable clerk, and I worked myself into a software uh, IT job. And uh, it was... They were charging us $10,000 to make any change on that website. That's insane. You want, you you know, so they wanted to put, uh, they wanted to make one page look like a textbook paper with the line, you know, yellow page with the lines. Ten large to make that change. They had to provide the graphic and $10,000. And I was like... I think the mob could do it for eight. Like, like the mob, the, the literally, you know, the the no knows joy, you know, uh, you know, Tony Accardo over here in Oprah. Yeah, he'd do it for eight. You know, ten is outrageous. So they were doing all this. The my coworker, who was a hardware guy, had a little problem with the bottle. Uh, would come in drunk or hung over half the time. Uh, he and his brother uh, were going to make a proposal that they take over the web um, duties for the company. I could do it essentially in-house. And I just remember that day feeling so jealous. I was like, you know, he's, of course they're going to give it to him to do it in-house, but he's going to learn this cutting-edge stuff. He's going to program an HTML. Oh, my God, four letters. Not XLS <laughs> like Excel. HTML, four letters. He's going to do four letters. And they've got their suits on. They went upstairs, and they came down. And I don't know, somebody, well, I, I worked in this closet. Somebody came down the closet and just said, brother, have I got a story for you? And he walks away, and I'm like, well, what happened, what happened? And you see my, you know, my coworker come down in his suit. I don't understand it. I thought this was going to work. And so I asked the guy, you know, like, how did it go? Well, they didn't give us the job. And I'm like, well, did you explain that you're going to include this in your duties? And you would learn, well, I was going to include this in my duties. We're going to charge him 5000 per change. I said, 
they would let you keep your job? I would have fired you on the spot. You're an employee of this company is going to charge the company $5,000 to make a change because the guys we use are charging 10 How about zero? I would have done it for zero just for the experience. Just to, just to learn the coding. Oh, my God. And you would get paid on your salary job to learn the cutting edge stuff. And this guy's going to do for five grand. And here, I don't know what happened to him. His name was Tom. I don't know where he, what, how far he fell down the hall. I see his brother fairly frequently. He's uh, the second shift uh, sub manager over at Culver's here in Lyons, making ice cream. That's Mister Five Thousand Dollars to change. That's where he fell into. You know, so he went from uh, website programming to uh, Would you like nuts and a cherry with that, sir? Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, we're we're kind of in a great generation because we've seen it go from virtually nothing. Yes. You know, the, all that was available when we were born was these giant mainframe computers that maybe a big company might have one. And we also lived in a world that didn't need computers. And there was to, no to, there was no World Wide Web. There was yeah, no the t- and the, get this kids, the TV shut off at midnight or one in the morning. You'd right. watch a TV channel and it was, we now conclude our programming day and you did get the Indian with the big test you pattern know, you or get the, the uh, Star Banner and the yeah. test pattern, yeah. And, yeah. Not now anymore, kids. Everything was there. Actually, was a shutdown. You get you get news after ten o'clock at night. Yeah. I don't care if a nuclear bomb hit New York. You'd hear about it in the morning. The and now, the dust now everything's settled. going to the cloud. Yeah. So technically, these Chromebooks—they're basically just base the most basic computer you can have yeah. with an internet. It's connection. like a router, right? It's and just it's a, a direct router that you're sitting in front of, which kind of scares me a little bit because I like to have my stuff. I like to have my stuff. I don't like to yeah. have it in the cloud because right. it could be hacked. Someone that company decides to go out of business, right? Or you lose somehow. You lose your connection to the cloud, and you can't work. You're, you're disconnected. You're not. Yeah, you're not there anymore. The internet goes out, power goes out. You're not. You don't have. A, you don't have anything. Yeah. But uh, that's where it's going. It's we're gonna get the implantable chips in our brains someday. I'm signed up to get mine. I think it's the next booster shot. It's yeah. a booster plus a chip in the skull. That comes with the COVID shot. You get the microchip in your brain. There. Why do you put that, that needle in the back of my skull? That's the horse paste, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, seriously, you should get your COVID shot. Yes. Yeah, they're not going to put a microchip uh, in And you know what? Get two of them. I have a spare, <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 That's probably what they're going to be. Yeah, I'm no doctor, but I played one on my block very successfully. Well, I think we need to uh, <laughs> sign out of here. We, we have extended. We, yeah, we've overreached here. I don't want to pull a muscle. But there's so much more in this time. Oh, we there is. To this, this, this. We, we can talk can, about cell phones. We, yes. Oh, my God. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you next week. Subscribe. Be good. Yes. Pay, pay your dues. Get your shot. <laughs>